Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Welcome to this uh, Wednesday edition of Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron. The good news, we got a lot of great stuff to talk about. The bad news, we only have two hours uh, because Georgia basketball is coming up at 6. Tip-off at 6.30 and you're home with the dogs. And, yeah, if you're waking up today, uh, the University of Georgia football team is still national champion. So uh, kudos to that. Uh, joining us live in studio, our buddy Clark Howard. What's going on, Clark? So I just want to know, have you gotten over that nail biter yet? I mean, it was just <laughs> so unclear till the very last second who was going to win that football game it saved me about two hours of sleep because at halftime i was like all right i can go to bed now you know i feel bad for the for uh abc espn because who was watching other than people here in the second half because you know they want a close yeah game even like- gamblers turned it off usually if it's a close game people that bet on the game are like oh i'm going to stay up and 38 to 7 at half i think yeah, it was it was great and, and then 65, 65 to 7 yeah, oh it was crazy. i felt so bad for those tcu people so you Cl- didn't feel bad for them how can eh. you not feel bad for them eh. <laughs> come on listen uh um, you could have put it in the fifth string they, or something they made it to the finals I've, they're fine they, they made it to the final game clark is here because he was supposed to catch a flight this morning but the uh, ground stop <laughs> has one uh, million people plus is my estimate of people who have had their travel plans messed up today. 8,600 flights delayed, 1,250 canceled. What exactly happened this morning, and and will it happen again? Well, it could happen again, but this wide uh, breakdown in the FAA systems is very rare. That's why it'll take a while before they truly rule out any kind of foreign state actor Mm -hmm. messing with us. This is... This shows air travel's grown so much, and the amount of flights we have in the air, we're really dependent on these FAA computer systems. And the way flights used to move around when air travel was much smaller, you can't just flip to those. Yeah. So we were shut down completely for almost four hours in most of the country, and my uh, middle brother was in Los Angeles for the Georgia game. Oh, wow. And was at the game. He was coming home today. And I say was <laughs> because uh, his flight, of course, along with so many uh, over a million people, all messed up today. And I said, you know what? Just got to treat this as an adventure, Neil. Just yeah. Exactly. Treat it's it it's that a, way. just a speed bump in the road of life. The way I understand it, the, the they did the ground stop the first Complete ground stop since 9-11, by the way, which is which is uh, noteworthy in itself, was out of an abundance of caution and alert system that would alert pilots of uh, what runways were available or not available. That system went down. So the FAA, so just, said, the FAA just said, let's fix this. We don't you know, we just we're going to be really cautious with this. So do you know, because of the advanced technologies that the FAA and Delta and the other airlines here in Atlanta use, that they're able to move more traffic through five runways here 
then originally the airport was designed to handle on six runways. So these technologies are so very important to keep passengers safe, to keep the planes flying as they should. And we have, we are in the safest era for air travel ever, ever, ever. And 40 years ago, plane crashes were routine. Mm -hmm. Today, a plane crash would be the maximum shock. I mean, it's just, things are so much better now. And you, we have this wonderful margin of safety. We have to maintain it. Clark Howard joining us on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron. Talking about the repercussions. You might have felt them this morning, folks, of the uh, total ground stop of all flights in the United States of America. Uh, no one was hurt, no crashes or anything like that. And uh, the Secretary of Transportation reiterated still, and, and back him up or, or say that he was wrong, uh, air travel is still the safest way to travel. 100% the safest. To my memory, the last crash we've had in the United States was in upstate New York in 2009, yeah. I think, commercial crash. I mean, that's an, uh, that's an unprecedented safety record. And your greatest danger is getting on I-285 <laughs> to go to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport because people here drive like lunatics. I'm going to even dial down a little further on that. The, the most dangerous time to be on the road is between 7, 10, and 7.40 p.m. between Midtown and Marietta when Longoria drives home. Oh, I thought that was going to be when you're on the road. <laughs> when I drive home. Yeah, when Longoria drives home. Yeah. Especially Ask if you're who a the coach is of the yeah, Houston yeah. Texans today. Oh. It changes like every third day. It does. That's it does. I've got, what are they doing? Giving a coach know. only one season <laughs> with no players of any yeah, talent yeah, on the I, squad. I have no idea. Tell me what that's about. They should have at least given him another year. Another I have chance. no headphones, so I'm saying what? tell oh. me, and I have no idea what you're <laughs> He's saying. He's agreeing with you. Uh, joined in studio by Clark Howard, Clark.com, for all your Clark information. Before I get to my next transportation uh, question, I haven't seen you since Christmas. We did it. Clark's Christmas Kids. All we the foster it. kids uh, got our it. Our generous listeners made it happen. All the kids got their gifts. And it was, and all the volunteers, I mean, we have 1,500 plus volunteers sorting all the gifts, getting them to the counties. I mean, it is a massive undertaking. And so all the money you give goes to the children. Yeah. You know, there's no administrative slough off of that money at all. Clark's not getting 17% of, of the toys as <laughs> as his peel back. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I, it was so, so good to be in person again. I'm glad. The uh, generous WSB listeners came through again. All right, uh, I love traveling by train. Yeah, especially in in Asia and Europe. Right, U.S. train it, it's different, but it. Could... Uh, we took Amtrak. You know, we we got stranded by the Southwest meltdown Ugh. in December. <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't get out of New York, and so we took the train to D.C. And Amtrak was actually very pleasant. It was comfortable. The train was clean. And it's not like the European or Asian yeah. train systems, but it was surprisingly nice. And then we got stranded again in Washington. <laughs> we ended up renting a car, and we drove to Atlanta. So you, you problem solved it. So we trained no plane, no planes. <laughs> Just automobiles. No planes. And Never an, had a plane. And then an e-scooter for the last uh, the last mile and a half. So my dad's a big fan of uh, Amtrak. He used to come from Connecticut to Atlanta to visit me on Amtrak. He wasn't a big fan of flying. This Have you heard about this Amtrak story, the train getting stuck for over 36 hours? Yuck. It was, I, I don't know what exactly happened, but the passengers were, they were stranded, 
and they the Amtrak authorities wouldn't let him off the train. There were there were pets, and the pets had to go, go and right. they wouldn't let him off. And so the the passengers started calling the police. They just dialed nine one one. Like we're being held hostage on this Amtrak plane train. They won't let us off. And then there's a recording of the Amtrak announcement. It was like. Uh, again, we apologize for the inconvenience. Um, you're not being held hostage. Uh, we are trying our best to do it. But <laughs> I was like, oh, can, 36 you, can you imagine being stuck on a train for 36 hours? Be better than being stuck 36 hours on a plane. Yeah, agreed. But still, I mean, that's awful. Yeah. And so There's got to be a safe way to evacuate yeah, de- a de-train. train like that. Yeah. De-train it. Let them, well, stretch your legs. Get some fresh air. Right. Let the dogs go hurry, hurry, poopies, Longoria. <laughs> it's just, and plus, they're probably, I know, you know, they're outfitted f- with food and beverage for, for was, I think it was going up to D.C. Uh, from Florida or something like that. So they had food, but you got to wonder how long that would last. Right, because it's designed to be what is that a fourteen hour? Yeah, and it was train it turned out to be 36. a forty-eight hour 48. ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah, it was from Florida to you're, you're, you know you're really taking the joy out of travel as people are listening to us talk about the airlines and I mentioned the Southwest meltdown. I mean, who actually wants to go somewhere? Well, I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this topic because oh, I'm ready. because when you are stuck in on a train for 36 hours or like you stranded in New York because of Southwest. I mean, it affects you personally and deeply and it's an emotional experience and, and it's horrible, right? right? It's horrible. And when you're in a situation like that, for example, um, your car breaks down, you know, the world's falling on my head. This is the worst thing ever. Your, your dishwasher stops working and you're like, why me? This is Bob. But I don't think we're thankful enough for for how well things actually work. Exactly. And, and if you go back in American history and you think about the people who crossed this continent yeah. uh, and the conditions they went through and how many didn't make it, you know, didn't survive the travel. Oh, so you, you've been watching the Yellowstone prequel then? The I don't know what that is. Oh, my God, Clark. I know what Yellowstone Park is. Yeah, is so there's a TV show. So I'll call. I'll tell you during the break. Clark.com I is the website. I am so clueless about real life. Is this gonna, real life we're talking about? No, it's a TV show. You're going to love it. Well, Kevin isn't that Costner. real life that I know nothing about? Maybe. Uh, I, so I, I do want to uh, go a little further in depth. And I wanted to use that as a jumping off for him. Clark, always good to see you. Good to see um, you. Clark.com for all your Clark Howard needs. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Relaxed, relatable, and really funny. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Coming up after the news at 4.30. Remember long ago we talked about that uh, shoe show scandal with a oh, restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so 000. we've got uh the restaurant manager of the restaurant where the guy that was convicted worked at she's going to come on and set the record straight about what happened with that whole shoe show fiasco so that's coming oh, out. okay cool yeah very excited uh deborah green amazing guest booker um all right so thanks to clark howard for for uh, jumping in about the faa ground stop but it, it reminded me of something i thought about the other day um where where we take for granted i think of, of just how reliable things are in our day-to-day life. And the only time, we, and I understand if you were stuck in the Southwest thing like Clark was or you had the ground stop today, it, it, it impacts you personally and it's very aggravating and it stinks. And But as Clark mentioned, 
we don't we're not dealing with plane crashes every three months anymore. It's it we just take for granted that oh I'm going to get on a plane in Atlanta and it's going to take me to New York. Right, right, right. You it's know, just it's, so easy. It's like, so yeah. easy. And I I just think about in my personal life how how well things work and don't break down. Like my ceiling fan, that thing's been on nonstop for seven years, <laughs> right? And it's it just keeps yeah, yeah, on yeah, trucking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do the laundry in my house, but Maya does, and the, the washing machine and dryer. Things we take for granted that all of these things that make our life easier don't really break down that often. We don't have issues with them that often. Now, the problem is we've got so many things in our life that are supposed to make life easier that a, one will break down occasionally. Right, and it's always at the worst time. It's you know when you don't have money. Or... So in my neighborhood, when we... Uh, we had that big deep freeze, and half the uh, houses of my neighbor burst pipes. Like, that sucks. It sucks bad. These houses were built in 1970. And you're, the pipes were fine for 50 years. <laughs> right, right, You right. know, we got a good run out of those pipes. I just don't think we're thankful enough for, oh, my windshield wipers are always working. It's going to rain tomorrow. Christine Edwards will have your forecast in just a second. <laughs> really possible severe weather. You're going to be driving home in crappy rain. You know what? Your windshield wipers keep working. Your car is not breaking down. We got to be thankful. You know, you can get annoyed when bad stuff happens, when things break down. But you, we also should be thankful that I've had the same TV for seven years in my bedroom. It's great. It's on a lot. I watch a lot of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's still humming along fine. The light bulbs. Look how long light bulbs last now. When I was a kid, Longoria, <laughs> yeah. those light bulbs. You don't walk uphill in the snow. Like, and once a month, the light bulb would go out. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't remember the last time I've changed a light bulb in my house. Right. <laughs> We're not thankful for, for how easy our lives have become and how reliable things are. I've had the ta same toaster oven since 1997. It's a good run. Fantastic. No issues whatsoever. The Keurig machine in the, in the traffic center that I got, that's about four years old. Brews 90 cups of coffee a day. <laughs> and when it eventually does break down, it's going to suck. And I'm going to be like, oh, i got to buy a new. Come on. Spoiled Aram. Come that, on. That thing's brewed 57,000 cups of coffee. So why I understand, you know, as you're driving home right now, be thankful your car is running. Be thankful your windshield wipers work. Be thankful that you have electricity at your house 362 days a year. Sometimes the stuff goes out. Sometimes the inter we have the Internet. So I feel bad for the folks that were stuck with delayed flights or canceled flights today. But it reminded me of this this thought I had in my head the other day of, how we're not appreciative of things that work so well in our lives. And they work so well, and we don't, like my ceiling fan. I don't remember the last time that ceiling fan's been turned off. And it just keeps on humming. Be thankful of the things that we have. You can be aggravated when things go awry, but day-to-day, uh, -day, be, be very thankful for what we have in these United States of America in 2023. All right, Chris Chandler at the ready with news, weather, and traffic. When we come back, an update on the shoe show scandal. Guy spent $300,000 at adult entertainment uh, clubs while he was uh, working at a restaurant. We'll get that restaurant manager on to clarify what exactly happened and why. 
That's coming up next on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. on a dry Wednesday. Welcome back, friends. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron. With you till 6 today, then Georgia Bulldog basketball, which means we're going to do an earlier fast food review. Johnny K will join us live at 537. Speaking of food, last week on the show, we talked about this story of a man was sentenced to two years in prison with six months to be served for apparently uh, bilking his employer of over $300,000 using his company debit card to visit adult entertainment clubs. It was a very intriguing, interesting story. A lot of folks called in, had opinions on it. Um, And after we did the show, uh, Deborah heard from one of the owners of the restaurant uh, that that employed the man that is now uh, headed to jail, and she reached out, and, and, and Deborah was able to get her on the show. So without further ado, one of the owners of Houck's Restaurant in Roswell, Carolyn Bradfield, joins us on the show. Carolyn, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Mark, and I appreciate you having me on the show. My pleasure. I mean, the, the listeners were fascinated by this tale of, of how uh, this man uh, could, Scott Spielberg's his name, 56 of Canton, how he could get away with taking basically $300,000 of your restaurant's money and spending it at adult nightclubs. What happened? How did it happen? And why did it happen? Well, it's not just our money, it's the government's money. And as all restaurants um, know during the pandemic, as we were forced to compensate with closures and um, people staying at home, that money was vital to restaurants surviving. And that's really kind of where the tale started. So we hired Mr. Spielberg in August of 2020 and um, he was an experienced restaurant manager, um, had managed Pure Taqueria in Roswell along with other restaurants, very good reputation in the industry. So when we brought him in as an experienced general manager, one of the things that's pretty common in the restaurant business is to have that individual manage the finances, manage the books. And so as we started getting in the PPP money, Scott began to use this debit card, which was really designed for vendor payment and other just cash on hand that we needed to go to the Oasis Good Time Emporium over in Doraville and Tattletales in Atlanta and start using that card at those establishments. Now, a lot of questions surrounded, well, why didn't we notice that? Well, it started off small at first, and then over that span of time, started to accelerate every time we receive funding from the government. So these PPP loans and grants designed to keep the restaurant open, that cash would come in, and that's when uh, things started to accelerate. Um, So if you ask the why behind it, I don't know that we can answer that question because it's really hard for us to believe that $300,000 would be used in 10 months just for strippers. So you can maybe um, imagine what else it might have been used for, what other um, individuals might have been complicit in that scheme. But we ultimately um, saw our bank balance declining. We downloaded all of the transactions from Amir's bank into an Excel spreadsheet, sorted it, and then found this uh, interesting organization called OGELLC, looked it up, and then that's when we discovered that we had a problem. Talking to, uh, that make- 
Carolyn Bradford, one of the uh, owners of, of Houck's Restaurant in Roswell, uh, who, who uh, you know, basically $300,000 stolen from them. And as you mentioned, Carolyn, from the taxpayers, because a lot of that money was coming in as PPP loans during the pandemic. Obviously, a, a very difficult time for restaurants. In fact, here we started uh, this program called Save Our Servers. Uh, on WSBRadio.com, where I initiated, you know, uh, pro- servers around at Metro Atlanta uh, restaurants could post profiles on WSBRadio.com and then link to PayPal accounts or Venmo accounts so people could give them virtual tips to help them get through the pandemic. Continue our discussion with Carolyn Bradford, one of the owners of Houck's uh, Restaurant in Roswell. Uh, what I, th- I think what was most shocking, Carolyn, to the listeners and, and to me was that this was over an 11th month period. Was there, uh, I understand you put Scott in charge of the finances. That's logical, right? He's he's hired to to run the business. Um, but do, do you think that there was a lack of oversight when it came to the money that it took so long for, for you guys to catch on that something nefarious was going on? Yeah, of course that's true. I mean, if we had to replay the tape and, and go back in time, we would have been much more on top of um, that money going out of the, the restaurant. However, having said that, we believe we had a trustworthy, very experienced general manager. Um, one of the things that um, I saw in your commentary was, well, he had an extensive criminal record. That's absolutely not true. So we had no reason to distrust him. Um, and certainly if we had to do it over again, we would have been much more on top of um, that money siphoning out. But again, it went out. He was very smart about it. It went out a little at a time, a little at a time. And with a restaurant that does the level of business that we do, with all the vendors that we use uh, for food, for alcohol, for other things, it just wasn't something that we would we picked up on. Scott has been ordered to pay over $300,000 in restitution. Um, where does that leave you guys financially? Uh, are you still okay? Are are you going to be in trouble with the PP loan, PPP loan folks? Where where are you guys financially right now? Well, I mean, obviously, as all restaurants um, are, we we continue to um, really watch our bottom line and struggle. Uh, we've had one of the best revenue years we've had since we've been in business for the last seven years, but that money would have been vitally um, useful to us, um, as you can imagine now with inflation and food costs rising, it's difficult for all restaurants um, to kind of maintain their bottom line. One thing I would like to clear up with you, um, because I was at the hearing or participated by Zoom, um, you've got your facts incorrect about his sentencing, so I want to make sure that y'all are all clear about that. He is not reporting to jail for six months, but he will be serving a full 30-month sentence, which is within the sentencing guidelines for what he was charged with, which was wire fraud. The reason he's not reporting for six months, and this is the unfortunate part of the story, is that his wife, who is a nurse, is critically ill with stage four colon cancer. And she's got several operations coming up. He's got two young elementary school-aged children. So he's there to help her manage through her health crisis and will report to jail um, on June 1st. So hopefully that clears it up. I think people were concerned that he only got six months. That's not true. Gotcha. Uh, Thank you for the clarification there. Um, Do you think that his wife's illness 
might have been uh, an impetus for him to, you know, just do what he did. You know, I'm trying like an escape uh, from the, the harsh reality of what was going on in his life. I personally don't think so. I think that, um, you know, anybody that does what he did the way he did it, along with some other, you know, information about him, um, has some mental health issues that need to be addressed. I, you know, I think from uh, what I heard him say at the hearing, he's doing that. Um, but you don't go and spend that level of money and that amount of time at a strip club just because your wife is ill that you actually – should be doing the opposite and hunkering down and finding every way to support your family, which he did not do. Have you talked to him personally, Carolyn? I have. And and was he remorseful? Did, did he apologize to you for what, what happened? Yeah, he, he has apologized, um, I, and I do believe that he's remorseful. I think that our core focus is um, not to create more victims out of this, and obviously the victimization would be his wife and his children, but for you know him to get the help that he needs to, um, to serve the time that he's required to serve and hope that the family can, um, can get past this terrible situation, especially with these two young boys um, having the potential to lose both parents. So we're... You know, we're not, um, I mean, we've, we've been upset by it, but I think we all need to move forward. And um, and this is just a lesson to all businesses out there that white-collar crime is uh, not as easy as you might think to detect and, um, and resolve. But we had an excellent um, uh, contribution from the Roswell Police Department who took that case, buttoned it up, and had the foresight to turn it over to the FBI because of the money that came out of the federal government that was being stolen. So um, that was um, that was a great contribution. Great job by the law enforcement folk. It's hauxgrill.com. Might I recommend you folks listening, give them some business, help them recoup that uh, stolen money. I recommend the baby back ribs, Carolyn. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Fantastic. And the fried shrimp. And the fried shrimp. A good combo indeed. Carolyn, I can't thank you enough for coming on and clarifying the story and telling us your side. Uh, I hope you never have to deal with anything like this ever again, my friend. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. There you go. Hawksrestaurant.com. It's H-O-U-C-K-S grill.com. We'll be right back. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Air. News, weather, traffic, and lots of fun. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Hey, Mike Shields, did you enjoy watching the National Championship game, buddy? Oh, I did. Thank, thanks for letting me slip in. <laughs> you're, no, <laughs> you're welcome, and thanks for letting me fill in for you. Uh, good stuff. Congrats. Again, it's been over a year since any other team has been the uh, holder of the national football title other than the University of Georgia. we got another 300 and some odd days. This is... We're going to let it roll. Thanks so much to uh, Caroline Bradford uh, from Hauk's Restaurant for clarifying that. And thanks to her for giving shout-outs to Oasis and Tattletales. I, I would not have done that, but uh, she put it out there. Uh, so, And also congrats to the dancers at Oasis and Tattletales that apparently made $300,000 over 11 months. All right, we got news, weather, and traffic next. Plus, um, when we come back, I want to talk about the busiest airport in the world. Yes, it's your Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International. Welcome back. 
back to the show on a good Wednesday evening to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 5.09, nine minutes after 5 o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Except for today, we're off at 6 on 95.5 WSB. Whole gang here today, Devara Green, the executive producer of the show. Longoria, that stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Young Kobe. <laughs> Screens your calls. I mentioned we're off at 6 tonight because of Georgia Bulldog basketball. That means in 30 minutes, we dare not deprive you of a fast food review. So Johnny's going to join us earlier, and I think he's going to talk about the uh, new chicken sandwich at Burger King that you and I tried the other day. Yeah. It's really good. It was. Yeah. I was kind of, uh, you know, bummed that the other ones were gone. But. Yeah, but I think it was. A, we'll see what Johnny's professional yeah. take is. Uh, but before the uh, the news break, there, I, I mentioned I want to talk about uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. So I'm watching the the coverage today on the news about the full ground stop. We talked to Clark Howard in the first hour about that. And, you know, a, a bummer for everyone. Eight thousand flights delayed, twelve hundred canceled. It, it stink. But they they had reporters. I think it was CNN had a reporter at Hartsfield, and uh, you know did a fine job. Uh, but she kept mentioning, and the anchors kept mentioning, uh, you know, Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson International Airport, the busiest airport in the world. And I mean, the airport itself prides itself on that. Right. And even as an Atlantan, I, I always brag, oh, Hartsfield Jackson's the busiest airport in the world. It's crazy. Like, I, I'm I have a, a great deal of pride about that. Right. Like, I went to uh, uh, Hanada Airport in Tokyo, population 37 million. Hartsfield is busier than that. Now, granted, Tokyo has two airports and New York has two <laughs> yeah, airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, the, the stats don't lie, Longoria. It's the busiest. So I, I and the airport loves saying that. You know, when they sent out press releases, oh, we're the busiest airport in the world. And I never really thought about it until this morning. Can you think of another business that brags that they're the busiest? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, hey, Jiffy Lube, we're the busiest oil change place. When you normally when you hear busy, you're like, oh, I don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to that place. Yeah. It's too busy. Like Whataburger, so busy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I've been avoiding it. Right. Thankfully, you've been bringing me Whataburger. <laughs> right. But as a consumer, usually they're like, that's too busy there. I don't want to go there. There's no other company or industry or anything that's like but that brags oh we're the busiest that's pretty that's a pretty much gamble right there you know yeah <laughs> i mean you, they'll so i know the varsity uh i don't know if this is still the case but they used to brag and say we serve more coca-cola than any other restaurant in the world that's a good brag varsity's not like oh, we're the busiest joint man you're gonna wait an hour in line <laughs> yeah 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 good luck yeah <laughs> hawks in roswell is never like well, we're the busiest restaurant because if i hear that if i hear busiest I'm like, well, I'm not going to that restaurant then. It's too busy. Right. <laughs> but Hartsfield is like, yes, we're the busiest. Now, granted, unless you're going to pull a Clark Howard and drive to Birmingham to catch a flight, you really don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, an, yeah. it's a weird, humble brag. And I can't think of any other industry about that, yeah. <laughs> that would brag that they're busiest. I own the UPS store on Peachtree. We're the busiest in the what? No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> the 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 Kroger on Howell Mill. We're the busiest grocery store. I would stay away from that. I don't want to go to the busiest anything. I hate people. Not really, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like crowds. Yeah. Can you think of anyone else or any other entity that is like we're the busiest? 
They should, I, I think, now, now, again, it's taken me 26 years to come to the realization that they're bragging about being busy. So maybe no one else has, <laughs> right. that no has else occurred to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe they should maybe rebrand, like more passengers travel through, you know. Yeah, they're the I, most passengers that travel through. Yes. yes, but just that term busiest as a consumer, I'm like, ugh. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I don't want to go to that airport. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Randy's in Cartersville. Randy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show, buddy. Mark, how you doing? Excellent. What's cooking? Yeah, you, you, you're getting pretty good at this. You need to really ask them for a full-time gig. <laughs> really I like working three hours a day. It's nice. I'm, I'm telling you. My son inherited a really nice watch from his grandfather, <clears throat> and he took it to get tuned up, cleaned, and everything, and... They told him it was going to be like three or four weeks, and he really got impatient about that. And I said, let me tell you, that's a good thing because that means they're good at what they're doing, and other people are a bunch of other people are using them too. So you might want to do that. If you walk, walk in and the guy says, I can take you right now, well, nobody else is using them, and there's probably a reason for that. So being the busiest is really sort of – there has an upside if you can – if you have more patience than I do. Very but, valid uh, point. You're right. If if you if a company's like, man, we'll get to you when we can get to you. That means that right. like they're very good as opposed to right. the other joint that's like, yeah, well, we'll get it to you tomorrow. Uh, but I, but exactly even right. even in that watch, let's say, use that watch uh, company as an example. I don't think they would they would advertise. We're the busiest watch fixer in the world you know I, they, no, they should no. phrase it better like hey we fix more watches than anyone else something like that that's that's exactly right but uh, there is an upside to to having to put up with busyness indeed all right good observation there randy appreciate it buddy uh jim is in yeah. tucker georgia hold on jim six callers <laughs> ahead of us jimmy there you go i want to play your sounder jim what's up buddy oh i was just gonna say that Morgan and Morgan advertises they're the world's largest, but if you, I think that's very deceptive what they're doing. All they do is co-op with other lawyers, and any lawyer in America can do the same thing. So they are just a bunch of frauds. I, I don't know if they're a sponsor on this show, so I'm not going to comment. Um, but I, I would think they'd have to back up the claim, right? We're the largest. So no, I, just, if you'll see in fine print, they co-op with other lawyers. They're not part of, of the lawyer's firm. Fair enough. They're just but, a, a small law firm <laughs> that co-ops and calls themselves the biggest. Haven't, haven't you noticed, though, they don't say we're the busiest? No, no, they don't say that. Yeah. Well, are you going to want to go to a law firm that's like, we're the busiest law firm in the world? No. That's a bad thing. Biz, being busy might be good for business, but as a consumer, like, well, they're too busy for me. I'll go to Longoria and Longoria instead of Morgan and Morgan. He's not busy at all. Good luck with that. He's a slacker. Taylor in Winder, Georgia. Taylor, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. How are you? Excellent, brother. What's cooking? Good. Uh, I was just going to say, you're, when you break it down to busiest, I, I don't have an example for that, but Northside Hospital bragged about delivering the most babies. million babies yeah, a year. <laughs> Wait, how so, many How many babies? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an absolute massive amount. But, I mean, that's a good thing. You know, you want to go there because yes. uh, they well, know what they're doing. Well, that's that's the whole point. I mean, again, I up until this morning, I've had great pride. And there's only been like two years in the last 25 where Hartsfield-Jackson wasn't the busiest airport in the world. And I always get deflated when they do the story on the morning news. They're like, oh, Chicago O'Hare has passed Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson is the busiest. So it's always been... I like that, that, hey, Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson. 
I just realize now that that's not a, a good brag. They should phrase it better. Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International. We move more people than any other airport. Something like that. It just occurred to me they're the busiest. It's no good. The, the, the Chick-fil-A on Peachtree across from Piedmont Hospital. They don't say, we're the busiest Chick-fil-A in the southeastern United. No, then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to the one on Howell Mill instead. I don't want to go to the busiest. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Traffic updates every six minutes. A smile on your face for three hours. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Sad news in the music world. Jeff Beck has passed away. Our musical correspondent, Deborah Green, working to get more information. We'll have that for you at the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, just suggesting to the uh, marketing folks at Hartsfield Jackson International, my hometown airport, to stop saying they're the busiest in the world. Come up with better phrasing. Phil's in Villa Rica. Phil, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. All right, I got two examples where busiest is good. Okay. Uh, imagine you're driving into a small town that you don't know anything about. Left and right-hand side, you see home cooking on the right, home cooking on the left. Guy on the left has two cars. Guy on the right has 50 cars. Where do you want to go eat? Is there a line outside the door on the 50-car one? <laughs> well, there could be, but, I mean, is it worth a 30-minute wait to get the best food in town? Probably, probably. Anyway. But to the, but to, let's say that that, uh, that place is called Mel's Diner, right? And across the street, it's Frank's Diner. Mel's Diner's not bragging, hey, we're the busiest. They're, they're going to say we have the best food and it shows or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's not like the busiest in the world like the way Atlanta is. But the other example is same road and you see a strip club, on, strip club <laughs> left and right. Which one are you going to? Whichever one Longoria is paying for at that point. Uh, young Kobe screening the calls make a good point. McDonald's does it right. Billions and billions served. That's a mic drop. They're just like, boom. I remember as a kid that number would grow. The, my hometown McDonald's it started oh, at like yeah, yeah. ninety billion or whatever, and then six months later they'd get up there and it'd be like ninety five billion. Now they're just like we're, <laughs> we give up. We're just gonna put billions <laughs> and billions. Ken's in Atlanta. Ken, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, good, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Thank you, brother. So thinking, thinking about um best, and this is has to do with government. It's emergency airport, but uh, firemen. I've been a fireman for thirty five years, and firefighters. Fire departments, fire stations brag on being the busiest. Because usually the busiest have the best. So that's an example. I respect that. I respect because I'm not going to be shopping for other fire departments. If my house is on fire in northwest Atlanta, I'm be like, ah, oh, they're too busy. Let me, let me call it Marietta and see if they can <laughs> if they can come. Yeah, so busy is good. Again, busy is great. And you can brag about being but I I wouldn't use that as the central theme of your marketing like world's busiest ah i don't want busiest anything or medium busy medium pace <laughs> medium pace all right more of your calls when we come back ashley mack and hank hang tight more on jeff beck's passing and johnny kielbasa with a fast food review all that and a bag of chips next on atlanta's news and talk with mark air The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. Uh, national treasure, Chris Chandler. We get him here in Atlanta, folks. 
I'll brag about that. He's not the busiest news anchor. He's just the best. Uh, only with you till 6 today, then Bulldog Basketball coming up on your Home of the Dogs, 95.5 WSB. Getting your calls in just a second. But even though the 6 p.m. hour we're seeding to Georgia basketball, I want to make sure your belly got full. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa in the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. A begrudgingly congratulations to the Boo Dogs on their national championship back-to-back. Oh, man, it should have been Georgia, Ohio State in the in the championship, right? I mean that 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 the cha- the real championship was the semifinal game. Yeah, that was the de facto championship. Good word. Oh well, hey, Good word. it was fun. Great games, except for the <laughs> final and everything else. De facto, I love that word. Uh, what's on the menu tonight, Johnny K? Yeah, hey, Mark. I don't know if, if uh, I should call this the "Don't Mess with Perfection" or "If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It" or crack an egg over me and call me breakfast on a blank canvas do whatever you want <laughs> okay it's something like there you know when there's certain things you make and there's certain things you're good at johnny kielbasa makes seven layer salad on holidays he puts seven layers in it everybody loves it and there was a couple thanksgivings ago where i tried to mess with the recipe and i was absconded by my cousin saying no you don't mess with perfection so mark as we all know where it all started with us the original chicken sandwich with burger king is where it all began. This was way before Chicken Sandwich Wars. Best sandwich in the industry always has been, probably always will be. Well, Mark, they're messing with it. Could be good, could be bad, depending on how you like things. Three different takes on our original chicken sandwich. You got your American, you got your Italian, and you got your Mexican. Now, the American one is basically the original chicken sandwich with a piece of cheese and a tomato on it. Fine. I'm cool with that. The <laughs> Italian that they, they bring out, they bring it out every couple years. You know, it's basically a chicken parm. You got your mozzarella and marinara sauce on it. Okay, okay. Now, I haven't, I don't remember seeing this one recently, but the Mexican original chicken sandwich has got spicy queso and jalapenos on it, too. So you got three different... <laughs> Different things there. You can, by the way, you can order that as the Longoria at your <laughs> yeah, local. Yeah, they may, they may I want the Longoria it. chicken sandwich. I know what that is. Um, so the other day, was it last week, Johnny K? Yeah, it was Friday. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was Friday. Longoria texts me. He's like, hey, are you getting food? I'm hungry. I was like, yeah, of course, I got you. So I sent a text to him and Alex Williams. I'm going to Burger King. What do you want? They both ordered the OG chicken sandwich. I was like, I, you know, you've taught them well, Johnny K. They know what's up. So when I went to the Burger King on Northside Drive, I pull up to the drive-thru. The original was not being offered. It was the American, the Italian, or the Mexican. And I was like, well, the the American is the closest to the original. Lettuce and tomato, I believe, was on both of them. So I just ordered those for us. I didn't even, I didn't even think about ordering the Longoria or the Italian. Right. But <laughs> when I brought them back to the station... It was actually improved, I thought. What did you think, Longoria? Well, usually I don't get it with mayonnaise, so that was, uh, but I, it was good. It was, it was, but I, I missed the old one. Like, I, I don't know why, yeah. but. Well, it, basically, you can it get the old one. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. You can, you can wave the manager over, Johnny, and say, hey, I, I want the American with no lettuce and tomato. It's always come with mayo, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always sub mustard. But, I, oh, jeez, Louise. Stick with the Mexican. And add then. pickles. 
That's, and they don't give you cheese on the original. Correct. You got But when you ask for cheese and then you look at the receipt, it says heavy cheese. I love when they say that. <laughs> heavy heavy cheese. cheese. Yes, thank you, Bernie. Are they saying you're heavy? Uh, so, yeah, probably. Like fatty wants yeah, more fatty cheese. Fatty wants more cheese. Over uh, here. So, so, Johnny, should, should I venture out and try the Mexican and the Italian? If you get the original chicken sandwich on a regular basis, you really don't need to mess with the American unless you, I mean, unless you just want to throw tomatoes on a sandwich. Fine. Of course, you should try the Italian unless you're a chicken parm snob. It's it's good. Marinara is good enough. Mozzarella, why not? Um, the Mexican is where it could either be. If you don't like queso and jalapenos, you're not going to like it. But if you do, why not? Give it a shot. All right. Sometimes the, the best can get better, Deborah Green. Is it queso pasada? Is it heavy uh, no cheese? Say. <laughs> it's <got> heavy, cheese. <laughs> heavy cheese. Heavy cheese. Heavy cheese. Oh, yeah. Pasada. Pasada. Uh, all right. So there you go. An update from the original, the OG chicken sandwich from Burger King. Johnny K, appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter, Johnny Kobasa Rocks on Instagram, and all kinds of fun on the Sausage Chuck podcast on any pod app or Johnny Kobasa.com. All things Kilbasa on Johnny Kilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Anytime, bruh. Mac joins us in Decatur. What's up, brother? Not much. How you doing, Mark? Excellent. What's on your mind? Couple things. I wa- first wanted to thank you guys for the Christmas card. You're welcome, um, brother. It garnered it garnered a lot of attention during the holidays. <laughs> probably probably didn't hurt that I framed it and put it over the fireplace. But um, a lot of a lot of friends really like seeing it, family too. So thank you very much for that. But Our pleasure. I, yes, I was thinking um, about the expression "busy as a beaver." And if you say that, you think about Bucky's Auto Plaza, that they're pretty busy. And I, I, I would almost think that they would advertise that way. They don't, though, do they? I've never seen Bucky's adver- I don't. They don't even need advertisement, but uh, it's just a legendary uh, pit stop now as you uh, scroll down the uh, interstate system. But I don't think they'd ever say, hey, come to Bucky's, we're the busy- busiest. They would say we're the biggest. We got more fuel pumps than anybody. We got more beaver nuggets than Longoria. The restrooms are great, too. The restrooms are great, too. I just don't think Bucky's or any business would be like, we're the busiest. No. (laughs) What a car dealership. No, they would say we sell more cars than anybody. They're not going to say, we're busy. (laughs) Don't even bother coming by. (laughs) We're not even going to get to you. Uh, Hank, Ashley, Phil, we'll finish up your calls next on The Mark Aram Show. Driving home with your radio friends. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Longoria's fact of the day. All right. Japan has over 200 flavors of Kit Kat. Yep. They're exclusively created for different regions, cities, and seasons. And there's some tasty sounding ones like banana, blueberry, cheesecake, and Oreo ice cream. But there's some horrible or questionable ones that are like baked potato, melon <laughs> and cheese, wasabi, and vegetable juice. Yeah, I had a bunch when I was in uh, Hawaii. I brought some back for gifts, but not for you guys. Um, Hank's in Jonesboro. Hank, real quick, buddy, what do you have? I'm glad they named that airport the busiest because it's a dire warning. Every time I've ever been in that place, I felt like I was in an anthill that a kid stirred up with a stick. I enjoy it. it. Unless I'm late for a flight and the lines are too long, I like the airport. A lot of good food, great people watching. Phil's in Lilburn. Phil, real quick, buddy, what do you have? Hey, I have a few have a few businesses that uh, should talk about how busy they are. Okay, Stanford Stadium, Mercedes Benz, Truist Park, and Phillips Arena. That's just in the state of Georgia. State Farm, yeah, now it's State Farm Arena. Um, 
I, no, it, it, the Braves should say, hey, we're the National League champions. That's why you come to uh, Truist Park. The The Hawks should say, hey, we've got Trey Young. <laughs> so, so come to State Farm. <laughs> and the Falcon could say, They're hey. They're a zero-way stadium, the Benz. Yeah, I wouldn't brag on that. But you could say, hey, we're going to have a high draft pick next year. Like, there's other ways to market it than the busiest. I don't think it was really busy for the last Falcons game, sadly enough. They got Atlanta United, too. Atlanta United, yeah. Good job, Deborah Green. Let's do star of the show there. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, Carolyn Bradford, one of the owners of Houck's Restaurant, came on to clarify the uh, shoe show story from last week. She gets star of the show. And I'm going to get star of the show because I don't think I've won one yet this year. So I'm on the board, baby. You have. This is your second one. This is my second one. Oh, see, he is keeping track, Deborah. I don't even mind. keep track. He is keeping track. Just for January, and then after that, I forget. Twitter, Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Sorry we're leaving early. Bulldog basketball is next. We're back with a full show tomorrow. Stay safe. Be well. Have a great Wednesday, Atlanta. Said he's going back, going back to a simpler place and time. Oh, you see this is the Mark Aram Show. Stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.